What is up, everybody? And welcome to the Joe Kilgallen Podcast, a.k.a. Kilgallen's Pub. Hope you're having yourselves a wonderful week. June is winding itself down and July is here. July is here. I got a list of summer things. Must do summer things before your summer is through. But before I get into all that, also, I got to talk about this Titanic Titan thing, whatever, with the submarine people and all that. It's probably overplayed at this point and everyone's like, yeah, we're over it. But I'll, I'll give a couple thoughts on that. Uh, but first, we got to start off with some gratitude, baby. I like to start off every podcast by thanking you, the podcast listener. My Patreon subscribers just dropped a bonus episode of the Patreon in which I reveal some news, some fairly major news-ish. Um, not, it's not good news, I'll say that, but um, it's I'm fine. I'm not dying. <laughs> I just realized that could sound bad. Uh, is Joe revealing something terrible about himself? No, it's... um. I, look, it's for the Patreon subscribers. I get really honest about a lot of things, and um, I'll just leave it at that, okay? But uh, it's some exclusive shit. Let's let's put it that way. So uh, thank you to the Patreon subscribers. Thank you to anyone who subscribes to the YouTube channel. If you could share it, that'd be great. I want to try to bump up these numbers so I could get some momentum for when I do release my special. Um, it's uh, It's ready to go. You know what I mean? You got to ride that wave. And uh, thanks to TikTok, Instagram, wh whatever you follow me on, I just appreciate your support. I want you to know that. All right, let's get into this shit. Now, if you're listening for the first time, I'm a comedian based out of Chicago, travel around the country. I basically just rant for half an hour. That's my podcast. It's pretty simple. So um, I thought about this because I, I looked at the calendar. And I'm like, my God, it's June 28th. Shit. Um, I, I think because I grew up in Chicago where the weather is so horrible I'd say the weather is just really, really rough half the year. Then it's manageable for a couple months. And then it's spectacular for only about three or four, three months, three or four months, maybe, maybe four months. You get June, July, August, and September. Those four months are pretty great. And then October is nice fall. November gets rough. December, you're okay with because it's Christmas time. So you're like, all right, it's brutal outside, but I'm fine. January, February, and most of the time, all of March and a lot of April are just hell on earth, you know? So you really try to live up your summer. That's just how we grew up in Chicago. And probably anyone who grew up in a cold weather city, you try to really soak in that summer. So right now I've got five things. I came up with a list of five things you need to do, have to do, must do to really complete your summer. And this should be on everyone who lives in a city that's cold as balls in the winter, but pretty beautiful in the summer. Take advantage of your summer. Here's my five things. Number one's an obvious. You got to party outdoors. That's simple. It's easy. There should be no excuse not to cross this off the list. By party outdoors, I mean either you're at a barbecue you're at someone's backyard party. You are just somewhere where you're outside and it feels like a party. Some of you might not drink, so I'm not going to be like, oh, you got to get drunk, but it helps. Um, but you got to be somewhere where it's like a social setting outdoors, whether it's like a street festival, a fair, um, outdoor concert. I will count, but I'm going to get to concert soon. Uh, but it's got to be outside. You got to have like one of those days where you were like, I was outside the whole day and it was... Uh, fun people, my people, and you're just having a good time. So some sort of outdoor party. Again, it could be as simple as a barbecue that kicks off at noon. It doesn't have to be like an evening, but evening helps because summer nights, summer nights are fantastic, right? Those are some of my favorite times to actually be by a beach because you don't have to worry about getting sunburned, right? You got that night, night breeze, 
stars are more visible because you're off the lake or ocean, wherever you might live. Uh, river, people drink by the river anymore. They should. I think there's a stigma to river drinking. You're like, what was this? Some sort of river rat over here? Are we just watching a stream? Makes you got to pee. Uh, don't be peeing in the river either. That's not good because there's salmon in there and they swim against it. Are there salmon in the river? I'm talking on my ass now, people. Next on the list. So that was number one. Got to party outdoors. Number two, you have to attend a concert. Doesn't have to be a big name, but some sort of concert where you're like, specifically, we are going to this venue. We were going to this location to hear live music. It's a must. It's something you have to do every single summer. So far this summer, I got lucky enough to see Fall Out Boy at Wrigley Field. Some great openers like Alkaline Trio and uh, what the heck's her name? Something in the Serpent. I forget her name. She was good, though. I liked her. Uh, look up, I don't know, what was it? King in the Serpent? I can't remember what her name was, but she was good. Blonde woman. Sings, uh, There's her big hit song was called Overwhelmed. And then I saw, which I'm not into country at all, but I saw Morgan Wallen the next day. Country is just not for me. I'm sorry, everybody. I know a lot of people love country music and they tend to get mad if you don't love it back, but it just, it's just not my jam. And um, I don't normally say my jam either. I'm kind of pissed at myself for saying that, but there you go. Uh, I saw those both outside. They're outdoors. So I got two, two birds with one stone. I was outside and I saw, I think it should be an outdoor concert, you see, because again, it's all part of the summer vibe. Uh, it was live music. I mean, you have to be really, it has to be really bad for me to hate live music. So I did that last year. The only live concert I saw outside was a Beatles cover band called American English. And I think they're the best Beatles tribute Beatles cover act you're going to find. They're phenomenal. And it was a great time. So that's number two. Got to see a concert. Number three on the list might not be for everybody. Sporting event, preferably a baseball game, but it doesn't have to be. I actually might be going to a rugby match next weekend. Um, but yeah, some sort of outdoor sporting event, I think, is a big thing you want to cross off your list. Um, it just kind of goes with summer a little bit. Um, yeah, so uh, baseball is the main sport in the summer, but there's some soccer going on here or there. You might, you know, find uh, summer league basketball or something. I feel like going to some sort of sporting event is good. Uh, and then here we go. Number four and five on the list of five things you must do in the summer. Number four, some of you might not be a fan of because it's sports related as well, but you need to participate in a sport. And it's, it's, I know you're thinking, but I'm a fucking adult. I'm a grown up. I don't find play basketball, a little two on two with someone tennis, um, kickball. There's a lot of adults playing in kickball leagues. Now they actually look pretty fun because there's drinking and a social aspect involved. Um, I play 16 inch softball, which is unique to just the Chicago area. Um, I played in a game last night. I played in a big game with a bunch of comedians a week or two ago. You got you to get a sweat on. And if it's not like a sporting event, go running with some people or, or, or play throw Frisbee at the beach. That counts. Golf. Hit the links. You got to do something. Work that body. All right. Get that ass in shape. You know, some people get in shape for the summer. You got to maintain that shape for the summer. Right. Be that person who's ripped in the fall. Turn some heads. All right. Next one. And it took me a while to think of number five. I'll give you I have one that's an honorable mention one before I give you my number five. This probably could have made the top five. For some of you, it could be in your own personal top five where it replaces going to a sporting event. And that is going to a festival, some kind of festival, whether it's music. Most festivals are music. Some of them are eating festivals. In Chicago recently, we had the Windy City Hot Dog Fest. There's usually a pretty good rib fest and a barbecue fest in general. There'll be like a burger fest, uh, a shrimp fest. Some kind of food fest is good. 
Um, music fest, always great. Any kind of festival, like a street fest where they block off something, a park, a carnival, I could throw into the mix of a festival. So maybe we throw carnival in there. So if you're not into sporting events, go to a, a, any kind of carnival or street fair type of deal where there's possibility for rides. You could ride a pony, something like that. You know what I mean? Um, you could, uh, you know, kick a pig. I don't know where you live in this country, but I want you to enjoy yourself in some kind of festival-like atmosphere. All right, so that's the honorable mention one, which again, you could slide into your own personal top five. Number five, which really could be number one on the list because I think this is important as we age. Do something, something, some activity that reminds you of when you were young. You got to do something nostalgic. That's right. Whether it's, even if it's something you're like, I can't believe I'm going to drive 45 minutes out of my way to this ice cream stand that I used to go to as a kid that I didn't really like that much when I was a kid, but it just brings me back. You got to do it. You owe it to, I'm telling you, you're going to feel good. It's going to make you feel warm, warm inside. Yeah. And you're going to have a good mental health day. Um, that, so do find something that reminds you of when you were young or that just takes you back to some part of your life that was just easy. And, and it, it could be something very easy. It could be just like, you know what? I'm going to go to the park I used to play at when I was a kid and just kind of take a stroll around it one time. That's it. Again, it doesn't have to be like an all day event. It doesn't have to be complicated. I want this to be something easy that just makes you think of something from your past, something happy from your past. You know, for, for me, it's, it's sometimes it's going to a Cubs game, which I go to anyways. But I mean, I, I was really thinking about how when I was young, my dad worked for the Chicago Park District and he would take my sister and I to work with him in the summer, especially we'd go to the day camps that he would run um, at these parks. And it was awesome. And I was thinking about those parks and like, man, I haven't been to any of those parks since I was that age. And, you know, they're on the South side of Chicago in a part of the South side. That's not like, I know some of you listening are like, don't get shot down there, Joey. Uh, by the way, I do the fucking shooting. I am the one that knocks, you know what I mean? I'm Walter White and breaking bad. People see me and they go, I'm putting my gun away. I, I mean, I don't know if he has a gun on him, but look at that guy. He's a fucking unit. I'm not going to, you know, bullets might bounce off of him. Get me. I'm not going to risk that. That's how I walk. You, if you walk with a goddamn purpose, people, they don't fuck with you. Anyway, these are these are fine neighborhoods. Um, and Chicago's, the, the, I tell you guys all, every week that don't listen to everything you see on the news. Which cracks me up, though, by the way, because some of the people I know who are so quick to hate Chicago are the ones who are so quick to be like, you believe this? You believe everything they say in the news? I'm like, you you do, clearly. Every time a gangbanger cuts a fart, it's a headline. You fucking close your doors and lock up because you're so afraid. I'm so afraid. That's all of them. They're pussies is my point. So um, I'm going to go down to those parks, parks I really haven't been to in almost 30 years, I want to say, since I was like seven, eight years old or something like that. Um, I, I got to check them out. I really, I can't wait. Because I, I, you know what I know? is definitely going to bring me back. The smell. The south side of Chicago is a different smell than the north side of Chicago. And I think it's because of where the, a lot of the factories used to be down there. Um, there's a neighborhood called back of the yards where they call it cause it was the, in the back of the stockyards, but the neighborhood I'm going to is right around where the white Sox play Bridgeport neighborhood, Canaryville, uh, McKinley park area. Those are the three areas that I'm going to take a day, take an afternoon and just hit them up. Cause I went on Google earth recently. I was typing in the addresses and just kind of fucking around on like street view. And I'm like, Oh my God, that store is still there. Holy shit. And just like stuff like that, where it was just, it was, it's crazy. And, um, and since my, you know, my father passed away a year and a half ago now, um, 
to go back there will take me back to being a little kid um and you know learning how to catch at those parks with my dad and just you know it's yeah i'm I'm telling you do that 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 should be part of your summer list every summer is to do those things i'll, I'll recap them real quickly party outdoors go see live music some kind of concert again it could be a small act big band whatever um some kind of sporting event and or festival depending on what you're into participate in some kind of sport like i said before it could be a simple throwing a frisbee around but you, you got to do something active and then number five something nostalgic whether it's going back to a restaurant you haven't been to since you were a child visiting a park anything that takes you back in life you got to do it so there you have it joe kilgallen's list of five things you must do this summer we still have all of july and all of august and still summer ends september 21st so you got time don't be freaking out now you got time enjoy your summer all right here's something that uh i did not follow this story deeply when it first came out the whole ocean gate thing and it's funny because we had gate to every controversy but they already did it for us uh these people these five people and and the, the guy who runs it or maybe he's part of the five uh one was a russian billionaire the other people were clearly multi multi-millionaires if not close to billionaires themselves they uh, all went in this tube this this metal fucking dick thing and went down into the ocean to get a closer look at the sunken titanic why why is what most people are asking themselves i mean there are people who just have hobbies that i think most people are never going to wrap their head around um i know people who are into reading about shipwrecks and stuff and they find it fascinating and that's cool and there's even one story about this father who was going to buy it for his son, some rich guy, because his son was really into, into Titanic. And the kid was like 17, 18 years old. He did research and said, Dad, there's no way in hell I'm getting in this thing. He read about the company. He just didn't try. He's like, this doesn't look great. I'm, I'm cool with reading my books and watching the documentaries. Thanks, Pops. Really appreciate it. But there's no way in hell. And smart kid. Clearly a smart kid. I'm not saying don't be into the Titanic and don't be into things like that. We all have our whatever. But the idea of paying $250,000, and I saw the view. They showed, People showed pictures of what the view is when this thing gets down that far. And it's like, that's it? For that much money, you, we, you should be fucking getting out of the submarine in one of those old school, like almost like an astronaut costume under the water and be able to have a glass of wine on the deck of the Titanic. I mean, you're looking out through a window of a distant view and you could see, and you're like, oh, yeah, that's it there it is okay yeah can we go back up onto the onto the surface now please for the love of christ please like that's what i'd imagine it went uh, the ones that were successful when they take people down there in the past that must have been what it was like it looked like the picture you'd see in every textbook you've ever had in your life i don't that's what i don't get and i'm not going to jump on the train i haven't made any comments about this on social media at all i'm not jumping on the train and making fun of these people i don't it's I, I i don't care i know there are people out there going no fuck you man if people are gonna do stupid shit like this they get the fucking you know fuck around and find out whatever that's your opinion that's i'm not gonna take that away from you that that's how you get your jollies get your jollies that way people died they died or it could be like what i said i had a little conspiracy theory again i don't know shit about it but where i said that um it could be that fake in their own death situation only because I heard Russian billionaire and all the crazy stuff that's going on in Russia right now where they might be at civil war. And, you know, we have to understand most people who are billionaires got that way very shady. It's not a whole lot of billionaires that have a clean conscience. There's something or other, you know, I mean, think about it. It's like 
Even Michael Jordan, who's a billionaire now, he made a lot of his money off of Nike sales. Who makes Nike? Small children in Asia, right? There's someone who was exploited to make that billion. The only billionaire I could think of who didn't exploit anybody was probably like ones that are billionaires off of the art they created, like Paul McCartney from the Beatles. I'm pretty sure he's a billionaire, but that's just off of like record sales and stuff. I don't think the Beatles had a clothing line where they had small children making the clothes. I, I could be wrong, but someone was exploited. So this Russian billionaire, I thought, oh, he probably did something real shady and then got a few other people who probably did some shady shit too. And that's why they went off. Oh, Joe, but what about the 19-year-old son who didn't even really want to go on it, but just did it because it was a Father's Day gift for his dad. He's part of it. The dad said, listen, son, I can't be without you. You know, I just, I love you so much, but I'm in some trouble and I'm going to fake my own death and you're going to fake your own death and we're going to start a new life and it's going to be great. Okay. I try, like, that's probably what, I don't know. Again, this is all shit. I'm just pulling out of my ass. I have no research about it, whatever. It's just kind of fun to, to guess certain things. Um, but as far as like, um, making fun of these people being like, those dumb fucks, you know, all that. I don't, I don't see the point in that. Who does that benefit? I just don't. Do I see some of the memes and think to myself, oh, that's kind of funny. Yeah, of course. I, I I'll laugh, but it's always, I laugh and we're like, Oh Jesus funny but man i hope no loved ones see that I, that's just how i view it that's how i view it when people die in a dumb way i don't i don't celebrate it i just can't um so they go in this thing and here's the video i wanted to talk about because it's pretty crazy i came across this on tiktok i i, I checked out this guy's channel um if you guys hit me up hold on i'm sorry i didn't mean to turn it on the guys uh he's josh coddle his TikTok, he's a, a science communicator. Does that actually mean he's a scientist? But he's got almost 500,000 followers. So his videos must be good and have some accuracy behind them. And a lot of his videos are cool because they'll talk about like, um, you know, like this one's cool because it's like, this is how pregnancy begins. And it's the video showing like sperm entering the egg and what happens next and all that. Um, and, you know, other ones would be like how twins form he's got. And then um, he's got a video excuse me about bacteria and um this one's about iud's the menstrual cycle uh vitamin k like i don't know he's got some stuff like that his channel's full of uh and the videos are very popular but he does one where he talks about what happens um to let me see what the title of that video was again what happens to a person when a submarine implodes basically because that's what a lot of people assume there's different stories so i don't know what's what and again i haven't I didn't feel like doing a deep dive on this. It was one of those things where everybody was talking about it. So I was just kind of sick of it by the time it became news to me. So this thing, Titan, if it, if the, the submarine submersible, whatever it's called, um, when it implodes, when it goes down so far, this, they think like 6,000 pounds of pressure. The average human being is walking around with like one atmosphere of pressure. This is 6,000. And in the video, the guy basically explains if, but how far down they went, if this is when it imploded from the pressure, what happens to the people on board? And the nice saving grace of it is they don't know what happened to them. Meaning if me and you, who's you listening in your car or wherever the hell you may be, and, and me talking, uh, if we were on that thing together, we would not have known we died. Um, well, we talk about afterlife stuff and another thing, but we could have been mid-conversation. I could have been like, that's oh, a little chilly down here. And then... <laughs> We are gel, basically. You become like, I, I'd want to say dust, but I think it's beyond that. Um, what he goes on to explain is it would, it would literally happen in a millisecond. 
because it's that much pressure. 6,000 atmospheres of pressure, I believe he said. That much pressure, as soon as it would hit you, you would, <laughs> there's nothing to find. That's what they would, they would be saying. They'd be like, you know, with the search and rescue team, that you're not going to find any human remains of these people, uh, which actually kind of makes it the perfect fake your own death situation, right? It's just, you you become like a quick liquidy gel and even that just becomes so spread out. You're, it's, you're nothing. It's, which is, I know as you're listening to this, you're thinking, damn, that sounds like a horrible way to die, but they didn't feel it. They didn't because he goes on to explain this would have happened in a millisecond, literally a millisecond. It takes your brain 13 milliseconds to process pain from the time you get pinched to the time your brain feels it 13 milliseconds. And it takes the human eye like a 10 milliseconds to even see, to, to process the image of what's happening to you. This all happened in a one millisecond. So not only did they not feel pain, they didn't see themselves evaporate. It's it's just nothingness. That that quick, way quicker than a snap of a finger. Um, so that is like the one thing that's, you know, again, let's assume no afterlife uh, for the sake of just whatever. It's it's just you don't they don't even know they're dead. You don't know you're dead. You don't know you died. Um, which a lot of people think that's a great way to go. I don't think that's a great way to go. I, I mean, I want I want a death that's as pain-free as possible, which my father fortunately got. Uh, heart attack in his sleep. They all believe that's the peaceful way to go. You always want to die with peace. And it's easy for me to say at the age I'm at now, but I think one of the hard things about my dad's death is that you know there's no closure. You, 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 we didn't know he was sick. We didn't know there's anything wrong with him. I saw him a day and a half before it happened. I saw him come over to my house Tuesday afternoon, hung out for a little while, for a few hours on you know Tuesday afternoon. And then uh, Thursday morning, I got the call. You don't, you're just living your life. And all of a sudden, you get the worst call of your life. Um, I don't want to go that way because I know how painful it was for me. So I don't want it to be painful for my sons and everyone else. I want to go in a way where it's like, I know I'm going and I could tell them, I could look everyone in the eye and say how much I love them and you know, all this kind of stuff. And then, you know, give them some kind of life advice, something for them to prepare them for the moment. Um, which obviously wasn't my dad's choice. He didn't, she didn't want to die. You know what I mean? He just went to sleep. He fell asleep on his lazy boy recliner, watching reruns of who knows what, and just didn't wake up. So yeah, that's a good way to go for you personally, because you're not in agony and pain, but it sucks for those around you who are now like, oh shit. You know, this is supposed to be a comedy podcast, but every now and then, you know, you got to get real with it. If I can't be funny, I want to be informative and, and thought thought provoking. Yes, thought provoking. I want to make you look within your soul and ask yourselves, how do I want to die? Huh? Do I want to jump in front of a bus and ruin everyone's day? You know, make everyone late for work. Do I want to do it that way? Do I want to auto erotic asphyxiate? Huh? Do I want to go on a you know a hooker rampage and just std myself to death do i want to um take a bunch of heroin and just kiss the world goodbye do i want to i'm just giving other examples of how one may die um there was that show right thousand ways to die i watched a couple episodes of that it was on spike tv which is now i think paramount tv and uh the one crazy one they're all based on real weird deaths uh this one woman was stressed at work whenever she was stressed she'd pop a red bull she thought like it helped her through it. And she literally had like eight Red Bulls in one day and her heart exploded. 
obviously wasn't like the first eight she had. She was having them a lot, several, a few a day, every day for a very long time. And uh, yeah, that'll kill you. So uh, that's the way I wouldn't want to go, though. I don't want anything exploding within me. But I definitely don't want to be in a dark, fucking boring ass tube, metal tube in the water. It's hard to call that a submarine. Because when I hear submarine, if I, in my mind, if you're paying 250 grand to go on a submarine, I'm imagining it's a submarine you could walk around on. You know what I mean? We've all seen movies where like there's a naval battle and there's a submarine being like, launch the torpedoes. They're walking around down there. You know, I, I, that's what I envision a submarine, especially for 250 K. Holy shit. That's nuts. That's it's multiple private jet flights. You can take for 250 K I'm sure, but you're going in this metal box with five other dudes. What if one person cuts a fart? What if that was the last thing? What if they did evaporate? And the very last thing was like, Oh, Vladimir, you Russian piece of shit. Did you just cut that far? Uh, and they're all like, geez, smelling. And he's like, I got another fire in the hole. And he farts again. And they're all like, oh, you son of a bitch, right? They're all, and they're, they're kind of laughing, though, because he's a funny farter, right? I've got some Russian friends. They're, they could fart with some humor behind those farts, right? They make, like, the duck sound, and, and they really let it rip. And, and they got the cool accent. So it's like, oh, smell this one next, comrades, right? I don't know if that was a good Russian accent, but I tried. And that's when they're all like, oh, it smells so bad. And then they're gone. That was it. Those poor people on that Titan submarine. That was the last thing was just smelling sergey's farts and then they're just gone poor 19 year old kid was like dad i didn't want to go on this you made me go on this you thought this was your bonding trip putting me in this fucking piece of shit kmart tube i can't believe there's no way this costs more than fucking sixty thousand dollars to make um this is horrible and fuck that company by the way i hope they get sued generationally where it's like everyone related to you going forward they have to pay too for your fucking stupidity the guy was on record saying regulations kill innovation. That's just anyone who says it's a lazy fuck who doesn't want to do things the right way or wants to make as much money as possible without having to be thoughtful or um, making it do safe. You know what I mean? Regulations. Regulations protect people. I'll go on record as saying that. The only people who are against regulations are people who want to fuck around. Otherwise, you wouldn't be against it. Oh, you want to open up a restaurant? And I tell you, oh, well, there's certain health code regulations you have to follow. This has to be clean. This has to be clean. Once you use this, you can't, you know, use it again afterwards because it's got a small shelf life. You know, we'll have people inspecting. And if your thought is like, fuck that, you're making it impossible. Your, your regulations are killing the taco industry. Like you're just, you want to be a scumbag. You want to not wash your hands. You want to not, you know what I mean? You want to mix, you want to touch fucking raw uncooked chicken and then touch something else and you don't give a fuck who you get sick that's where that's why regulations are needed you know buildings have to be built a certain way submarines have to be built a certain way if you are going to go on anything in service like oh i'm going to go on a boat ride to go you know tour in in my city chicago they have these river architecture tours where they take you down the chicago river through downtown chicago it's gorgeous i've went on one if you're in chicago do them they're great Wendell is the company I like a lot. Anyhow, but if you're going to go on one and you're researching and you heard the CEO of the company that does these like, you know, boat rides and, and cruises and stuff like that said, oh, regulation, smegulation, just big government getting in the way. Do not get on that thing. Don't get on it because, you know, you're de dealing with a world class piece of shit. 
And then, of course, you know what they do? They want no government involvement. Government, stay out of the way, stay out of the way. But as soon as something terrible happens, like, oh, we need search and rescue. What do they want? Government. Hey, the government needs to fucking save these people. The government needs to. Then you, oh, now you want our help? When we were telling you that you had to do things a certain way, you said, get the fuck out of our face. This is government overreach, typical government, socialism, communism, blah, blah, blah. Every other buzzword that gets dipshits thinking the way you think. Nothing to do with it. But as soon as there's trouble, then you want the government to do everything in its power and spend every tax dollar they can find to fix your fuck up. So again, fuck these pieces of shit who started this Ocean Gate company. I really hope they're never allowed to open another business as long as they live and they have to work in a fucking lemonade stand. I honestly mean that. because And there's people who were smart enough to quit that company and get the fuck out of there and write letters saying this company's fucked. And, and those people, good for them. Because they at least saw that they were on a sinking ship and got out of it so that there was no blood on their hands. Man, motherfuckers like this exist. And that's why sometimes it's hard to be funny on every podcast you do, because you're just like, I got to talk about these idiots and it's hard to be humorous about them because it's fucking depressing that they're out there and they exist. Jesus Christ. I hope go back to my fun summer list, go back and do the fun summer list. I told you guys to do party outdoors, go to a concert, go to a festival, participate in some sort of sport, play tennis, throw the Frisbee around golf, fucking baseball, do something fun like that. And damn it, get a little nostalgia in your life especially summertime nostalgia. Don't live in the past, but every now and then you got to get a taste of the past to really appreciate the future. And on that note, this, this episode's over. So thank you for listening to the Joe Kilgallen podcast, AKA Kilgallen's pub. Uh, you guys are the best. Cheers.